talk about the good word. I, I mean, as, I guess as ready as I'll ever be this week. It's been a rough one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this week. No? I'm not feeling it. No. Is there anything we can uh, we can pray for you? Somehow we can... Uh... Lord, will you heal this country? Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like you're... That's a big ask. Yeah, well, you know, I thought that he had... I thought he had some big hands um, with which to act with. I don't know, man. It's a wild time. Yeah, this yeah this election sucks. Uh, it's just sad to see. Saw this thing today about how like Oregon is one of five states that might have, uh, like, they called it militias. Really, it's white supremacist terrorist groups like armed in the streets. If Trump doesn't win the election, and I was like, yeah, that's real. Just like ready to go. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're going to be doing, but like, you know, they're going to be pissed. So I don't love that. Um, it's going to be a mess either way, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, there's not really, there's not a, certainly not a perfect outcome. There is one where we don't have Donald Trump as president anymore, and that sounds pretty all right. Sounds pretty all right, but it might not be, uh, it's not a shoe in, you know, it's not a, it's not a sure thing. No, nothing's a sure thing, but can a guy dream? I suppose. Can a guy dream? Uh, I don't, that's the thing this week is I just, even, even my dreams are sad, you know, it's all just sort of a bummer. <laughs> It's just a bummer week. I don't know. There's no reason. There's no, I can blame it on this and that. The reality is, is like, you know, yeah, it's just a bummer week. I, yeah. I've been bogged down with work. I haven't been doing a great job of taking care of myself in terms of like working out and eating right. Um, I've had two pizzas this week. Two? Yeah. That's one more than my weekly quota. Hmm. Which is still a lot for the, a normal person to be like, yeah, I eat a, I eat a pizza every week, but I do yeah. eat a pizza every week, um, just about. And this week I've had two. I had one right before. I had a frozen pizza right before I came here. So, yeah, I just don't. The motivation is low. Everything feels like it sucks, and it doesn't uh, necessarily. Part of most of the issues just with me but that just when you're bummed out that just that thought makes it even worse yeah and you realize you this is a me this is a mostly a me problem that doesn't necessarily help all that much in the immediate right you're just digging your own hole kind of thing yep which is uh can be a little fucked yeah can feel a little fucked apparently i love my shovel um how do you get out though like what's your move how do we make forward progress out of these out of these ruts? Like, I don't know. We've talked about I don't know, clearing man. up the lens a little bit, but I you don't got, know. You got. I mean, that's I, a good place to start. Try to find some shit that you can, uh, you know, appreciate in your life. And I think I can do that. Um, hopefully, get a chance to maybe spend some time in nature this weekend. That that's usually a good recipe for for turning it around or or refilling the hole that you've been digging 
Yeah. I'd, I'll probably never say that again. It just sounded bad coming out. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just don't ever say refill the hole it in any context whatsoever. <laughs> it didn't sound great. Don't talk about filling holes for any reason. doesn't matter if they're donuts or not. Um, yeah, man. And then I, I just like, uh, I mean, I just, I've had, some of it is a little bit outside of my control. I've had some extra stressors in my life that hopefully will be dissipating here shortly but um yeah yeah I don't know it's hard it's hard to it's been a while since I've been since I felt this um this down and when it's it's like it's been long enough that I'm like oh man I like forgot how dark it can be down here it just it's it feels like like when you ask that question of like what you know how do we how do we step out of this how do we move towards something lighter it's like it feels like a meaningless question where you're just like there is no lighter what are you yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, it's sure. all it's all meaningless <laughs> it's all darkness it's darkness everybody but yeah at the same time at the same time i think there is an element too of just um in order to move through it, sometimes I find like, I just have to, I have to accept it. And that doesn't mean settle for just like being fucking bummed out all the time. But like the only way to really turn it around is to just sort of, the only way out is through. So. Whatever that means. Sure. <laughs> but if it doesn't make sense, really, then it probably, um, it probably works. If there's anything I've learned from like new age teachings and stuff. The more nonsensical it is, the more it probably applies to... I'm just fucking with you, but <laughs> it's not really true at all. I, I don't know. I do think that that's sort of true, though. Like, the only way out is is in, is in and inwards and through the, the sadness and the whatever, the darkness, the meaninglessness, whatever it is that you're feeling. Um, I think I'm just bummed, too, knowing that, like, yeah, uh, holidays are sort of like canceled. I'm probably not going to see, likely won't see family or we'll see a very small subset of family. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this year has obviously just been tough. And uh, I think I just sort of go back and forth between doing pretty all right. And then it starts to weigh on me. And this this week is one of those weeks where I'm just like, how much more of this shit how much more oh lord for sure man it's uh yeah because everybody you kind of get used to this shit after a while of this this 2020 this quarantine situation right it's like oh this is just our our life now this is how things shake out like i was talking to my dad yesterday and i haven't seen him in over a year and a half now and i don't know both of us are just a little a little weary, I guess, still about getting on planes and unnecessary sure. travel. So sure. neither of us have made the move on that on that front, which is, uh, I think, understandable. You know, I don't necessarily want to bring anything into his house with some, you know, people that are a little older. I don't want to get anybody sick. Not that anybody's really compromised, but yeah, and then. I totally understand why he doesn't want to get on a plane or ready to right. do something like that. 
either, which is a bummer because it's like his first year of retirement and he could have just been hanging out up here as kind of as long as he wanted. Right. You know, while, while I was going to work or whatever, just to give him something to do. But, uh, yeah, it's rough. Like my mom, she does have like, you know, a compromised immune system where her doctors are just like, yo, you really shouldn't be going on a plane and you really shouldn't be having anybody fly on a plane to come see you right. and when it's that, when that's across the country. Right. It's like not really an option where getting to my pops is a little more viable. I can, if I can get enough time off, I can do a little road trip down there. Yeah. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, it's tough to navigate. Got to fucking do like find ways to connect with them, I guess doing these fucking FaceTimes and all that jazz. But then, yeah, talking about the holidays, like all of those things that would normally happen are pretty much canceled on my end. Right. All of these large family gatherings that I usually have for at least like Thanksgiving, that's not going to happen. You know, it's got to be kind of doled down to a select group of people. And I mean, it's whatever, I guess it's, it is what it is, but it doesn't make it like doesn't give us anything to look forward to i guess if you're someone that doesn't hate the holidays <laughs> right yeah for those for the grinches out there like i mean i could give a fuck about halloween so no loss for me there yeah it just sucks but, that there's a lot of little kids who maybe you're gonna yeah, have if like i was a little kid i'd be bummed as hell yeah especially if this was maybe gonna be one of your first halloweens as as someone that can go out and about by themselves or like if, if it's just your first Halloween in general, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, kids are adaptable, but also like how fucking sad is it to be a kid right now in general? I don't know. I just, I feel like if you're a certain age, you're just sort of like, it's hard to understand. Like, why is everything still canceled? Yeah. I just want to fucking go to school and see my buds. Or thinking about my, my my nephew who just supposed to start kindergarten this year and it's like such a big time for these kids to be interacting and socializing for maybe the first time if they didn't have a preschool or didn't have a lot of other kids that they grew up around and you know having to sit on a computer or even what the next stages of this is that you're next to people with these big stanchions and really not you know, these plexiglass (laughs) windows and you're not still really supposed to be interacting on the same level. Yeah. It's just rough. It's just rough. I think about that a lot when I see the kid, like when I go into a place of business or something and I see the kids that have to wear a mask too. Um, yeah, I definitely feel for them and it, makes me even more mad for the the adults that bitch about it it's like can you imagine being a kid and not really understanding what's happening and you you have to wear a mask and then you have to deal with all these stupid adults that are just like refusing to do it my rights (laughs) yeah i don't know man well it's fucking weird it's weird life is weird life is a life is a strange strange stranger these days yeah but uh gotta find a way through i suppose i guess i mean yeah we we're here right we are here (laughs) i don't think i'm i don't think uh you know god forbidding i don't think 
I'm gonna be done living anytime soon so but I don't want to get into that I mean there's a whole other ex- existential <laughs> dread underneath that <laughs> in terms of uh, the environment and whatnot but um, yeah all of those things aside you know life will continue to go on and so we must find a way to to do it yeah and I don't know I just want to be in a good spot when all of these things, maybe, maybe things do normalize a little bit more or, you know, you can go do all the things that you want to do. I don't want to be down in the dumps or digging myself such a big hole during the whole process that I don't even give a shit about those things when it's over. Right. If that is a real thing, if this is, this being over is a real thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I've fear for the second wave of this for sure just from i don't know you got to start thinking about the economy at a certain point is like how much longer can we afford to really be just having things shut down forever for like sure. certain certain people not working for the entire year almost now right yeah it's pretty scary i like, mean you and i are both fortunate to have to have steady jobs that are that are still cruising but <clears throat> you know even then i got laid off from one job was lucky enough to find another but like who's to say that's not going to just keep happening and then yeah you know it could it could get dark yeah. it could get dark for everybody for sure definitely feel for i don't know i know quite a few people that have been just on unemployment this whole time and for people in the like a lot of the the service industry people there's not a lot of uh light at the end of the tunnel for that you know not not to uh, any of these places that are open and operating are doing so with like a skeleton staff at least here in portland in oregon i know california is maybe even more strict than we are right now up here where we have restaurants that are open to a 25% capacity, but that doesn't really allow for many people to have to be there to make sure the thing is operating. Right. Right. So Yeah. And they're trying to limit, you know, wait staff and all that stuff in terms of interaction. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And I'll tell you what, this, this, uh, this book gave me no solace this week. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's I mean it's I don't I don't know I don't know that I have any great analogies for what what this this section of acts represents, but you you have Paul just uh I mean it's like uh it's like an episode from from a show that you like you're in the final season and like episode 4 or some shit is just you finish it and you're like what happened? Yeah. Did the, uh, it's just yeah, I mean it's just Paul I mean, this is the penultimate episode of Axe for us. Yeah. That's right. This is, we're we're going to wrap this thing up next time we get into Axe. This shit's going to be over. And... I mean, it sort of ended on an interesting note, but um, the first couple chapters, I was just like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Still traveling, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, we left off with him giving his, his farewell to the Ephesians and heading to Jerusalem. Right. And that's that's where chapter 21 fucking picks up, man, and he's he's heading to Jerusalem 
cruising through a bunch of spots like you're saying the the first part of this is not anything exciting he's kind of just going spot to spot not spending right. too much time there but now they're in Caesarea. yeah but before now stopping in, yeah. you know they spend seven days in tyree tire tire tyree it's definitely not tyree but I like Tyree. All right, we'll do Tyree. <laughs> and they just kind of stop there, you know, to re-up on cargo and whatnot because, you know, they're sailing this ship and right. they're everybody, everywhere he goes, though, people are urging him to not go back to Jerusalem. They're just like, Paul. It's probably not the What move. the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. You're going to go back there? They're going to they're gonna get you. Yeah, they're letting him know. And, uh... I, I felt like there's there's this moment in verse 8, which I, this is just like one of the... I don't even have this open because I'm a dickhead. Man. I got it. What does verse 8 say? Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea, 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 Caesarea. We're crushing it. This I think week. it's actually Caesarea uh, or Caesarea. Caesar. I feel good about that. Caesar's area and stayed at the house of Philip, the evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. This is the part where what I'm talking about. Why the mention of the four unmarried daughters? This in no way ties into this story ever again. It's not touched upon. Right. Then they just move right on. They're like, and after we'd been there a number of days, and it's like, what are we doing? What yeah. do we? Well, what? apparently, this Philip character, you know, maybe that maybe that meant something to somebody reading this millennia ago. It's just one of those moments in the storyline that develops into nothing. Like you're just providing. Yeah, it's barely even a moment. It's details a of something that has no factor in this story and his continued travels. Yeah, right. I'd like to know more about the unmarried daughters who prophesied i just want to know why the mention is it going to come up later maybe it's because i haven't finished the book of acts it's true and maybe in the last chapter 28 these four unmarried daughters come back to uh to please paul yeah maybe you're maybe you're like the friend right now when you're watching you know the way a tv series (laughs) yeah our favorite show the way um Who's like, now why did that happen? And you're like, I don't know. I'm watching the same fucking show as you. Apparently, we're, it's going to develop. <laughs> like, apparently, we're not supposed to know yet. And they're, and it just keeps happening. And they're like, so, <laughs> why? Who are these people? Right. Like, I don't know. I d- also just met them. I'm also watching this for the first time. <laughs> Bless those people. <laughs> just hang in tight, oh, you know? Man. It's okay to not know sometimes. Yeah. So, they're, they're hanging there for several days and then uh, the prophet comes Argbus yep sure and, and comes down from know. Judea yeah. okay and uh, and he he says then he went upstairs nope this is the wrong page <laughs> <laughs> fucking what, crushing it what, this week what bud. verse are you looking for I, I don't know man I don't know what's happening. Comes down from Judea, coming over to us. He took Paul's belt, tied it, tied his own hands and feet with it and said, the Holy Spirit says in this way, the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. So the Holy Spirit apparently is telling, is telling Paul directly, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get you. But 
Paul just kind of responds with, uh, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So Paul's just like, fuck it. I'm Biggie Smalls right now. I'm ready to die. Yeah, and he's already, his life is is total chaos. So if he's not ready to die, I'm not really sure what he's doing, going to all these different places and prisons. and. Yeah, it just seems like he's already made this decision long before this fellow is coming to, you know, provide him with this information, right. this, this prophet. His faith is strong. Yeah. It's he, unwavering. This He's rooted in what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what his mission is, and he knows that this is the way to fulfill the word and uh, live out God's will, I guess, yeah. from what he he understands. So, And then Paul gets to Jerusalem. He makes it. He's like, fuck all you people. I don't care what you're, you're saying. We're going to Jerusalem. And uh, initially, he kind of gets like a warm response from the brothers and sisters that that uh that get down with what he says sure and uh that doesn't last very long Mm-mm. spoiler alert it's not gonna it's not gonna be great for for paul here very soon and uh he's just kind of like he's like you know he's doing the thing he's letting everybody know what he's done uh, across all yeah, of his journeys he's, he's preaching um he's preaching some kind of purification nonsense that feels a little culty he's like we're gonna shave our heads we're gonna we're gonna you know did they abstain um maybe ask like tell him like it seemed like they uh plotted a purification scheme with him so that because they kind of understood what was going to happen to him and and by putting together this purification scheme they oh, were you're right. they, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were hoping that this was going to save Paul in some way right from They're the like, reckoning they need the they you need this to be legit to yeah. the to the Jews so let's Jerusalem. shave these people's heads these four people and you go down to the synagogue and and uh you know do the thing but then uh while he's down there during this when the purification process is nearly over some Jews from Asia, which I'm assuming this is why Paul has so much hate towards these people from Asia. He didn't this want is all yeah. coming together. Right. A little bit. It's a reason he didn't want to go. Why, why he was convinced the Holy spirit yeah. was telling him not to. <laughs> and, uh, they see him at the temple and they start getting the crowd really stirred up. And, uh, verse 28 here, is uh is a real is a real banger of of a uh, shouting men of israel help us this is the man who teaches all men everywhere against our people and our law in this place uh and besides he has brought greeks into the temple area and defiled this holy place and the whole city is just like going nuts at this point yeah riots are happening and yeah, they're uh, about to kill they're about to kill him. they just start beating the shit out of him yeah and and it's going nutty and and while they're trying to kill him the roman commander gets news of what's happening and he and his officers go out into the streets and basically save paul's life by arresting him and putting him in chains mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's bound just as the prophet had told him that he was going to be you know putting these chains in some way and this is this is starting to come true 
and uh, and the commander's like, all right, we're just going to take Paul to the barracks. They're carrying him out, and then Paul Paul wants to speak. He's like, let me let me talk to these people. And the commander's just like, do you even speak this language pretty much? Right. Right. He's like, yeah, aren't you like Egyptian? What's your deal? They're going through all kinds of stuff. And Paul sort of has is an interesting person in the sense of like he was like ethnically from somewhere else, but he was born in this city and part of the Roman Empire and like modern day Turkey. But then he was like raised in Judea. Like anyways. Yeah, and then and as soon as he, you know, starts starts speaking, the crowd kind of goes silent and and lets him speak. And and this whole chapter twenty two is uh, is kind of that. And uh, yeah, the first part of it at least is really Paul like retelling the story of what happened to him on the road to Damascus. And uh, yeah, it's then uh, Paul said, "I'm a Jew born in." Tarsus of Silica, but brought up in this city under Gamaliel. I was thoroughly trained in the law of our fathers and was just as zealous for a God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arrested both men and women and throwing them into prison. As also the high priest and all the council can testify, I even obtained letters from them to their brothers in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. Yeah, he was all up on the way. And yeah, and he's just, having none of it. He's going in and he's trying to let these people know and and they're quiet for a while and uh but by the end of it they're just like no. Let's 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 destroy this dude. Let's kill him. He needs to be rid from the earth. Like they're they're basically do not care what mm-hmm. he has to say, and um, and and then he he starts to question the commander a bit, of like, hey, you can't just arrest me, I'm I'm a Roman well, citizen. They've arrested him, but it was more that they had like, they had like chained him up and were about to fucking torture him to get some answers as to why this crowd is so fucking right. pissed at you. Right, and he was like, y'all can't torture me. I'm a Roman citizen. And then they're basically just like, that true? Paul's just like, yes. And they're like, is that <laughs> I, real? And you know, I was reading this and I was like, man, back then you could just say fucking anything. It would take them weeks to confirm through some form of ancient paper system that you were actually a citizen of what, like, you could just be like, I'm not even this Paul guy. I'm not, e- I'm not even him. I'm just a lookalike. I don't know. I'm a, just another Roman citizen. Yeah. I don't know. You could pretty much say whatever. If you were crafty enough, you could get away with a lot. Um, but I also, I suppose on the flip side, they could just say, I don't believe you and still true. just you have do no whatever. Proof. I guess that was the point of why I was so surprised that they. he was basically like, hey, you can't do this to me. I'm a Roman citizen. Yeah. And then the cops of the day are basically like... Is that true? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Well, guess we can't do anything. And I was like, really? Because I'm pretty sure they would have just been like, no, we're going to beat you. Like, we're yeah. going to, it's going to be worse now. It seems to just like gain the interest of the commander as soon as he found out that Paul is a Roman. He's like, well, he's Why? clearly a controversial figure, too. So I guess that probably weighs into it some also. Yeah. But he's just like, what? Why are? Why is everybody so upset about what you're doing if you are a Roman citizen? And all of a sudden, he wants to, you know, spend a little more time 
thinking about what to what to actually do with Paul mm-hmm. and decides that he should be put before this assembly of people. Right. And uh Yeah, the 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 dude is trying to figure out like why why do the Jews hate you so much? What yeah. exactly is going on here? And then and so he they put him in front of this assembly and Paul starts talking and immediately Ananias, one of the high priests, orders the people standing near to just strike Paul in the face. Just strike him, him on the mouth. mouth. Yeah. Just right? hit this dude in the mouth. Pow, right in the kisser. Yeah. And uh Paul doesn't like that very much. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. And in in verse three of, of chapter twenty three, then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Yeah, Paul's basically like, how much would you like it, huh? I should be striking you in the mouth, you fuck. Also, what's the whitewashed wall? I I was was going to ask you. I'm sorry. I thought that we were sort of into, like, the purified, like, you know, washed, cleansed things. Wouldn't the whitewashed wall be good? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I also... I mean, in 2020, no, whitewashed wall bat, but... And and was just very, I don't know, was this just one of those metaphors for the the outside of the cup being cleaner than the inside kind of thing? Yeah, we don't know. We just don't understand what the whitewashed wall (laughs) could possibly be supposed to represent. But apparently, it was a good enough diss to to include it in this dialogue. Yeah. So... I like this move, though, by Paul, where he throws, like, this misdirection at the whole assembly... When he, uh, he, he pits them against each other. He does this divide and conquer thing. Yeah, he, out of nowhere, he's sort of, so right, there's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And out of nowhere, Paul is just like, hey, basically, I'm just saying, like, I believe that, like, things can be resurrected. Yeah. Uh, that death can be conquered. And, like, the Pharisees didn't necessarily believe that Jesus did that, but they did believe in that as a principle, or some shit. Or they're, they're just willing. Like, the Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection, and they do not believe in angels or spirits, where the right. Pharisees believe in all of that. So they're more willing to believe that maybe Paul had some spiritual... Yeah, maybe it's real. ...touch. You know, someone... Maybe a, a spirit did come and yeah, talk an to angel, him. angel something. And maybe he is living out yeah. the will no, of it God. Was, you're right. It was a crafty... I fucking like this move, move. Because he basically starts a war between these two people because now the Pharisees are so pissed off at... Yeah, the at Sadducees. The, at, and they're like all of a sudden being like, maybe we should defend him. Yeah. Maybe we should like stand up for him so they kind of start all fighting and then the commander's like we got to get paul out of here he's gonna get pulled apart by these people right and uh yeah so good move by paul there like that's some some forward thinking by him doing a uh that's that's a creative solution while you're really in a pickle (laughs) yeah way to think on your feet there (laughs) in those uh he do you even think he had sandals probably not he's probably just walking around barefoot no. At this point, you know, that's the only way you can feel the way you got to feel it under your feet. So one of those psychedelic trips, like really rewired Paul. Yeah. You know? He's like a no shoes guy now for sure. He's <laughs> one of those guys. Dude, I was on a hike. Savannah and I were on a hike. Angels rest in the gorge. This is like a rocky, rocky hike. There are moments where you're just traversing jagged rocks. And we passed this group of people 
and half of the group first off it was like a group of 10 which i'm just like that's too big of a group for hiking even in non-covid times that's like there's if there's a group of 10 people that wants to go hiking with me i'm like cool if three of you want to meet up and go for a hike i'm down i don't know why we're trying to go on a hike with 10 people i don't know why you'd want to go with a, a hike with 10 people just seems like a lot anyway Right. It's just, it doesn't make sense. It's You're just not a, it's a not, lot of space. It's not a big group activity. It's not a caravan. No. And, and you're turning it into a caravan. Yeah. Half of these assholes were not wearing shoes on the hike. This is a, this is a two, like a two and a half mile hike up and then back. And it's a pretty steep climb. Uh, you know, it took us like, it took us a little over two hours, two, two and a half hours to do this hike. People doing it barefoot. It's not like they <laughs> took their shoes off for like a second. Like they just didn't bring shoes. Yeah. Anyways, I was so deeply offended by them and their existence. I had to really re-examine in myself what I was all about because <laughs> I was just like, man, fuck these people. Fuck this group on this hike, on this narrow path. And fuck these people who aren't wearing shoes, who are like clipping at my heels, like without a mask, like breathing down my neck. I just, I was so annoyed by them. Yeah. It's rough, man. Anyways, it's not great. Love others, though, right? Love, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, lead with love. Yeah, I'm doing something. I'm doing a great job. Or compassion or whatever. Um, this book has taught me a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 35 <laughs> episodes deep into this, you you think that you would be leading with love, Daryl? Yeah, you'd think that. You'd think that. Um, my so, lens. Damn it, Daryl. My lens is dirty right now. Okay. You've got a dirty lens, and it's okay. Ugh. At some, you know, sometimes we have dirty lenses. Yeah, you're next for the hatred. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> like Jesus Christ, man! I'm having a pretty good week, all things considered. <laughs> I'm feeling bad about how good of a week I'm having. <laughs> uh, my lens is very clear right now. Um, great. <laughs> Happy to hear it. <laughs> It's fantastic. Let's learn more about Paul. Uh, Fuck. So, yeah, the commander sends Paul into the barracks trying to figure out what the next step is at this point. And the Lord speaks to Paul during this time this evening and says, Paul, you must take courage. You must take the courage that you have brought with yourself into Jerusalem and now do the same thing with you into Rome. And... uh I don't know if Paul understands what that's going to mean. He doesn't really have any objections to what the Lord is, yes, is the saying Lord, to him Yeah, here. the Lord says that to him, not the commander. Yeah. This is after the commander has sent him to the barracks, and the, the Lord just speaks to him on yeah. this evening. and um, Yeah, it says, you got to do it in Rome now. You got to do it in Rome. Yeah. And it's obviously the the Lord is forward thinking and is like, you know, Rome is going to be like the seed of Christianity one day. So we got to get there now. And he also re- probably realizes that these Jews are plotting to kill <laughs> yeah. Paul. Like no one's happy that Paul has just now been arrested and not even arrested. I mean, he's, he's kind of just being held in these barracks until they figure out what is to be done with him. If he's even... Ch- going to be charged with any real crime because it's not very clear at this point right and uh so the juice yeah, the juice put their of, plot yeah together with like 40 dudes i love this ancient vibe too of this this plot for basically a mob killing An ambush and they're like nobody eats or drinks anything yeah, yeah. until he is dead i'm like damn these the are Jews some are cold committed. 
These, this is some mafia shit again. Like he's gonna be sleeping with the fucking fishes <laughs> before any of you eat any fishes. You understand? <laughs> Pretty much, man. They're just like, we're not eating. You're not eating. Yeah, we're, we're in this together. Forty, forty of these men together are like, we w- we will fast until the deed is done. Yeah, and they come up with the dope plan that but they're just I gonna guess, like. Yeah, I just don't understand why. Just because he's sort of like it, he's he's a heretic. Well, they and don't. So, they, yeah, and they just think that he's just sort of he's like going just, against. Why not just let him? Just let him do his thing. He can start his own club. I thought you guys didn't even want new members, anyways. So what's <laughs> Steven, the problem? Our friend Stephen told us you didn't want any new members. I guess maybe because he's he's blaspheming and he's stealing members from their their club yeah their community well and they club is a li- i'm not trying to be an asshole no i realize these are like legitimate religious movements but i'm just shorthand it's it's, it's a club they're clubs um they're after but also programs. like they're just really not stoked that like moses is their guy and they right. feel like what well, everything paul is putting forth goes against the teachings of moses and he's just changing everything and making right. it okay for all of these people to be a part of the way. Yeah. And they want their own version of the way and they want to keep it. They don't even want intact. They don't want there to be a way. They're like, put your sandals back on. Yeah. Get your fucking feet off the ground. You're either circumcised <laughs> yeah. or you're not. This is what we do. We bread without yeast. Uh, often. Often. <laughs> and we don't eat animals that you can strangle. And... Uh, and have hooves and this is we have our own way of doing things but we sure as fuck don't call it the way yeah, yeah. it's true they just they're just so not into it and they and they come up with this this plot to you know call Paul before the the Sanhedrin the sure. Sanhedrin mm-hmm. which is this assembly and but with no intention of actually letting him get there right and just killing him just on the way ambush him but then Paul's nephew gets wind of of this right. happening and lets Paul know. He sniffs then, it out and snuffs it out. Yeah, and he Paul's just like, yo, you got to go let the commander know that this is all in play before I just get murked by these people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to have a dirt nap that I, <laughs> I, I'm not ready for. He doesn't want dirt nap. He's not- but he said he was ready to die. Right, but he's like, but not yet. I got to get to Rome. He's got to get to Rome now. I got to talk to the Romans. And the commander is like pretty understanding of this. He's just like, all right, I'm going to set up a way he's to like, yeah, get I guess, Paul out yeah, of here. Dirt nap is not appropriate because I still don't know what you did. Yeah, that's the th- Yeah, he's he's very understanding of, of that part. And uh, I guess he'd been touched by the Lord. And that's when his Paul, lens was certainly clear. <laughs> that's when Paul gets transferred to Caesarea. And uh, the commander, he writes this this letter. This is uh, verse verse 27 of chapter 23. And he writes this letter to the governor, um, Governor Felix here, and says, This man was seized by the Jews, and they were about to kill him. But I came with my troops and rescued him, for I had learned that he is a Roman citizen. I wanted to know why they were accusing him, so I brought him to their... Sandrogen found and I found that the accusation had to do with questions about their law, but there was no charge against him that deserved death or imprisonment. Yeah, because basically the charges were like he's saying that he believes in 
the resurrection the resurrection and spirits yeah like it's not yeah, yeah it's not punishable by death when i was informed of a plot to be carried out against the man i sent him to you at once i also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him so he's kind of putting this on governor felix at this point kind right. of but also doing a pretty good service for paul to kind of get him out of there and get yeah, get some space safe, for but he's him. not stomping it out necessarily either he's like <laughs> listen i mean if they can make a case you know fuck it kill him i also but i just don't think they have one yeah i also likes that like in this letter that he takes credit for uh He's like, but I came with my troops yeah. and rescued him. I rescued like, him. No, you came to arrest him, right? For whatever crime he had committed. Then you got confused, and you're like, I guess let's just get him out of here. I mean, yeah, he's trying to do the right thing, but it's just funny that you know he right. he worded he's still, it. He's still in a man that way, with ancient masculine energy. Who was like, I'm the hero. I have look look upon ye works, what yeah. I have done. So now he's he's in the hands like the commander sends quite the army to protect Paul in getting to Caesarea. There's a lot of people, tons of people. So he's, he's really bent on making sure that Paul does not, yeah, there's a cavalry get killed along the way. There's yeah. a cavalry as part of this crew to make sure that Paul's going to be safe. Pretty sure back in the day, you just, you didn't fuck with the cavalry. Yeah. And, which brings us to, to, to chapter 24. The high priests show up to speak to the governor about how terrible Paul is. Yeah, so we got the, we got the uh, sucker punch dude, Ananias, <laughs> mouth and, puncher. And he's just talking about how Paul's causing all these problems and not living out God's will. And then they give... Yeah, breaking up their long period of peace. Yeah, and then they give Paul Sounds the Sounds like some white supremacist shit to me, but... They give Paul the opportunity to speak. Verse 10... When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I know I have, I know that for a number of years you have been a judge over this nation, so I gladly make my defense. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone at the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues or anywhere else in the city, and they cannot prove to you the charges they are now making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our fathers as a follower of the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> he said the name of the cult. <laughs> Which they call a sect. <laughs> I believe everything that agrees with the law and that is written in the prophets. And I have the same hope in God as these men. And there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. So... Yeah, he's it's like, what are we even doing here? I've done nothing wrong. Right. Um, right. He goes on to say, uh, after an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. I was ceremonial, ceremonially clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this. There was no crowd with me, nor was I involved in any disturbance. But there are some Jews from the province of Asia who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. Or these who are here should state what crime they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Unless it was this one, unless it was this one thing I shouted as I stood in their presence 
And then in quotes it says, It is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. So it's sort of, again, Paul's just trying to, like, be super political about it. Just being like, look, I just believe in zombies. So I don't know what... <laughs> the, I believe in all the same shit as them. I just also did like zombies and, like, spirits and fairies and stuff. So, yeah. like, what's not... I just... I'm into... I like it. I like the Lord of the Rings. Like, I like... Whatever it is, he's basically just... He's trying to chalk it up to, like, NBD. No big deal. Yeah, he... What's the problem? like... This is enriching my experience. Right. I like it. <laughs> and I'm trying to share that with others. Brings me joy. And it seems to bring others joy. So, yeah. Except if in Jerusalem. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stirring up shit, but he is. But he's, he's a good politician in this moment. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting that we have so much protesting on the streets going on right now. And, and these, t- these, these Paul characters are living amongst us right now you know every every night it seems like i can find a video of a protester maybe being arrested by the the police or at least taken into custody mm-hmm. you know and and these things are, are happening now playing out in real time yeah for sure and felix also does not know what to do with this no and he decides he's probably also just like i don't care i'm fucking governor <laughs> and like, like have really a dope wish, palace yeah i really wish the commander did not put this upon me yeah i wish it should didn't not be send my you, deal she didn't send you here and uh felix decides that he'll wait until the commander gets there to decide what to do with paul and uh but he allows Paul to be like taken care of by his people under the watch of a guard. Right. So that he has a little bit of freedom still. He's yeah. not completely just Paul's got his butt chained up, but he is under watch. And after several days, Felix sends for Paul. And uh Paul just starts, you know, speaking about Christ. And he listens to him speak about faith and Jesus Christ. And then just kind of sends Paul back under the watch of the guard and well basically felix came down has i guess his wife was was jewish they use this term jewess which i was like oh i didn't fancy yeah i didn't know that was a thing anyways felix was hoping that paul was gonna like bribe him somehow to like get out and paul didn't do that his bribe was the offer of allowing christ into your heart felix didn't get down with that so then well, he also, it also says here on verse 25, as Paul discoursed on righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and yeah. said, that's enough for now. You may leave. You know, like he, he's, he's concerned about something, the things that Paul is saying. He must find some validity there. Yeah, or something's compelling. He's, he's very, obviously very confused about himself probably still about why we all are all like this entire assembly just wants this dude dead for right crimes that he most likely did not commit even from his eyes yeah so he's probably like there's something interesting here but uh, again it says at the same time he was hoping that paul would offer him a bribe so he sent for him frequently and talked with him and then when two years had passed felix was succeeded by portius festus but because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, apparently he's on that side now, he just left Paul in prison. 
Two years two goes years. by. Dude, Paul spent a lot, is like, he's just in and out of prisons. I don't know where the Holy Spirit was in that two years. You know, no Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit to break him out at this point. Where the fuck is the commander? Does he never show up? I mean, I realize that we're in different times and you can't just take a, a vehicle and cruise it. Dude, commander was like, but two he, was in, years? he was on a Greek island on vacation. And that's what you did years. back then. You took long vacations because it took He's a long on time Epstein to get island. there. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, with goodness. all the other democratic pedophiles, <laughs> that's right? <laughs> oh my god! QAnon, dude. I see. Uh, on my street, there's all of these, all these Black Lives Matter and Biden signs and stuff, and and you know whatever. And then there's just one house that has a hashtag Save Our Children sign. Oh my god, dude! But they have a Black Lives Matter sign as well. So I'm like, I think you're just really confused. I mean, you're just like putting out the sign of the week. Yeah. It's just like, obviously, I think we should save our children. And sex trafficking is like a real serious issue uh, that needs to be addressed. And there is like some validity to, you know, elites being a part of that. I mean, there was they uncovered a huge pedophile ring and in Europe and in the UK like several years ago that was pretty much just swept under the rug. So yeah. it's, it's not like I don't th- I just don't think that they're drinking blood directly from their pineal gland or whatever the fuck that they're these conspiracy theories are saying like Pizzagate. Right. I don't think there's yeah. a Pizzagate. It's angle. a lot. But there are children that need to be saved. So, you of know, course. I'll allow of it. Course. I'll yeah. allow it. I just don't really know. Yeah. That hashtag is associated with um, people who are are deep down. A rabbit hole that cannot be filled. I did yeah. it again. I snuck one more in. Do you think they're they're speaking about God's children? We're all God's children. Save our children. I don't know. Save our children. Save the children. I. I don't know. I can't tell you, Daniel. Well, let me ask you this: Do you know what how the rest of this plays out? I don't actually. I am okay. not. I am not familiar. So I will be right there with you, biting my nails. Um, until we can get back into this, I have, I think, you what's know, your speculation? What do you think? Well, you know, I know that at some point and maybe it's part of it is these two years, like Paul spends a lot of time in prison. That's why he writes all of these letters to the Corinthians and the Ephesians. And like a lot of the new Testament is Paul's letters written to groups of people that he wrote while he was in prison where he's like, but hear me say this brothers, we take up the arms of Christ and we, but like, you know, he's just like, he's out there. He's just spewing stuff. It's got a lot of alone time, which it's a is a lot uh, of time to write the letters can be pretty critical. I think for a lot of people. Sure. Can be critically really bad too, for your mind to That's be true. too alone. It can go both ways, but I think, um, for my own personal experience, I've never, I've never been in prison for two years or prison at all but uh i think uh i think when you (laughs) i have i have not been imprisoned (laughs) like our friend paul here but uh i think if you have not had any experience of having some real time alone from people like where you're uh have a lot of solitude it's very it can be very beneficial for reflection it can be and like it kind of leaves you only to do the work 
I guess, in some ways, you know, Nothing it becomes, it becomes hard to, uh, hard to kind of avoid maybe yeah. those things that are, uh, gnawing at you internally, I suppose. Yeah. Hence my dark night of the soul. The last time I spent a good chunk of time totally by myself. Yeah. I really experienced that for the first time when I moved up to, to here to Portland, Oregon about fuck, I guess we're cruising on eight years, seven and a half years ago or so. I feel like that was my, uh, it was like the first time I hadn't been in some sort of relationship Mm -hmm. for a long, a long-term relationship. And I didn't really have maybe, uh, a close friend group yet. So I I didn't have people to go hang out with every single night or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there was just a lot of, a lot of nights spent alone. Just, you know, hanging out, listening to records and like really figuring out who the fuck I am, I guess, as a, as what an adult happened? person, you know? Did you um, figure it out? No, I, I mean, I think it's, I'm, I'm still always figuring it out, but I, I, I found that time to be extremely beneficial. Yeah. You know, I think I had to, uh, I had to reckon with some things internally and figure out, um, I don't know. I think even, uh, you know, just figuring out my responsibilities within relationships, it gave me a lot of time to to do that Mm -hmm. while I was alone and kind of like gave me some clear understandings of, uh, the, the roles that I was playing in certain relationships and where my faults were within those things and, and things of that nature, you know, but I think also, you know, sometimes that can lead you to feeling like you can reconcile with everything on your own because it felt really great within mm-hmm. like that period of time where I was just like, well, I'm really doing some work. And then you kind of start maybe doing the work like that with everything and not disclosing any information to other people to like to share these thoughts with. So I guess there, as you were saying, it's it can be balance. it can be really damaging as well to have that amount of alone time by yourself because you don't really have any if if you're not bouncing things off of other right. folks and getting any other perspective on these things you're kind of just life is internalizing hard and, we're, and yeah we're not meant to do the whole thing alone I think some self reflection is important alone time can aid in that but ultimately I don't think anything's more important than like yeah banding together with people you love to get through this fucking hellscape yeah yeah i think i yeah i'm still still trying to find the balance of that yeah because i do feel like i'm usually pretty all right with internal reflection and and looking at things from different angles and really trying to you know get to the bottom of things on my own also because you know just like everyone it's hard to Sometimes you you don't you just don't want to be that burden to, sure. to other folks. But it's helpful to see things from another perspective. You for know? sure, like for you sure. have you have you wear glasses. You have a prescription. You also wear these goofy transition lenses that everyone keeps telling you to stop wearing. Uh, <laughs> what if I did? What, what if a, I didn't have a prescription like, for these? <laughs> and you just found that out right now. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And I don't have a prescription, but I do wear nice polarized lenses with a really nice like brown hue which your transitional lenses don't give you. And so sometimes you just need you just need the core of that metaphor to speak true in your life. How's that for a closer? 
I really nailed it. That was the closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I nailed it. It was pretty good. No, it's pretty bad, especially since Dan does not wear transition lenses. And if you do wear transition lenses, I would urge you not to. Um, not at this stage in the game. No. I'm, I'm fine without them. No, I think you should go ahead and, and not do that. Um, and that's just a hot fashion tip for me as I sit here wearing uh, track pants and whatever. But um, I think track pants are an appropriate uh, pant to it's wear the, while you're digging into the uh, the good word. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the Adidas track pants should be the COVID sponsor because they have <laughs> they have gotten me through Joggers. being at home so so much. Joggers. Yeah, for sure. So cool. Well, we'll man. see what we'll see what happens to Paul. We'll see what happens, and uh, you know I gotta say I uh, I feel better than when I walked in here. That's good. So thanks That's for good. that. Um. You know, once again, fellowship for the win. Fellowship is good. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. Sometimes you just got to say some shit out loud. Yeah. Even if it's not even that descriptive. It's just like, things right. are fucked. Hopefully they're not fucked for long. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah, it does help. It does help. So You got to get to the other side. You got to send us an email. <laughs> Someone's got to send us an email. When was the last time you checked? I checked last week after we had our chat with Chris. I really liked our chat with Chris. Yeah. That was really nice. Cool. Well, yeah, <laughs> someone will send us an email. Maybe maybe <laughs> around the, email the, one, stop doing this the one year mark. We'll uh, finally get one. I am really excited about our upcoming guest. Uh, uh, Mr. Sam Roca is going to come come join us. And, uh, he just did a very interesting debate, um, through the lens of like Catholicism as far as, uh, these two presidential candidates. Um, that seems to, seems to be, I don't, I don't know if it's a big part of every, every faith or every even denomination of Catholicism or a denomination of, of Christianity, but, uh, there's a lot of weight put into the political side of things mm-hmm. of determining who is the uh who's the the right candidate you yeah, know from a, a a catholic standpoint so he just did this this recent debate with somebody that i'm excited to uh to dig in and and i don't know just get get more educated about some some more of this doctrine he's a uh, seems to be a knowledgeable fella so yeah for sure that well, would be exciting yeah uh, I look forward to it. We'll have to do a little bit of research. Yeah. So. We'll have to open up the right, the correct Bible verses. <laughs> yeah. Maybe wear real pants to that one, even though it's going to be virtual. I would also like to uh, to add the Immortal Diamond from Richard Rohr to the uh, the Bible Buds reading list. I finally finished that a couple weeks ago, and uh, it resolved very nicely. Well, that's great. It's a great book. It's that a- is great. That man really understands the way. Yeah. I don't think he'd be doing all this Paul nonsense. That I'd Richard probably, Rohr. probably skip over this. Yeah. He probably doesn't even he probably doesn't even recognize Axe as an important part. <laughs> <laughs> Let's speak for him. Uh, Richard? He yeah. He has written off all of the New Testament except for the Gospels. 
Um, I will leave you with this. This is like a, a big takeaway though from, from this immortal diamond, uh, book. And he was speaking about Mary Magdalene and how important of a figure she was because she was somebody that was just, uh, just really needed forgiveness and uh, just understanding that the people that need forgiveness are, are the best ones to, to also give it. And uh, yeah. that's um, this nugget is that our mistakes are the things that lead us to God. Mm. And that was a big takeaway from this, this book. So right now, if you're making mistakes, keep making more of them. <laughs> I think this is what he means. If you're making mistakes, keep doing those same things and you will eventually get to God. Yeah. Eventually you'll crack out <laughs> of your giant, giant mistake wheel. But, um, yeah, it's a shorter episode this week. Yeah. Well, I think we said what needed to be said and probably some things that didn't need to be said that probably. no one asked us to, but probably. that's sort of what this podcast is about. Well, I'll tell you what. I hope that you're. I'll be. I'll be thinking about you, and I hope that your your lens clears up soon, and that you you find your way out of this rut. Thank you, Daniel. And um, there are folks around you that love you, and uh, you will you will uh, you will come out the other side. <laughs> let's go win this championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's go win one. Mighty for Ducks the- on three. <laughs> Bless up on three. <laughs> One, two, three. Bless, Bless up. up. Smoke, pray, love. Uh, I guess this is the last week to uh, say go vote uh, as we'll be coming at you. Uh, maybe there's one more week, but there's, we're uh, running we'll, out. No, it'll running we'll out be coming time. out on the next one. will come out potentially just well, a, a few days before. A few, few days, days before. before. Okay. So well, either way, a couple vote weeks early. left to vote. Vote early or whatever. Um, Oregon gives us the ability to, to vote by this mail-in ballot, which is is great so yeah um do that and um we will uh we'll be back at it we will be back at it exploring the good word and trying to be better people and leading with love and all that all that stuff dope